Welcome to A Matter of Music. I'm Don Wisner-Johnson. And I'm Beth Wisner-Jansen. And we are here to provide tools, education, and ideas to help you navigate through this crazy business of music. And this week, we are going to be talking about PROs, Performing Rights Societies. We're going to do an overview. Um, there's so much that you can delve into with the Performing Rights Societies. And I come from the TV side, so I'm going to be coming at you from that. I'm sorry if I don't get into the radio and things, but, but we will in the future and um, we will touch on that. Um, so a performing rights- I'm gonna jump right in and say, and say, she's saying performing rights societies, but it's really performing rights organizations, the, the acronym. That's it's true. a society, you call it that. ASCAP, you know, is a society. Yes. But PMS is not, that's not something we wanna call things. So we're doing PRO, that's what they're technically called, so anyway. <laughs> The performing yeah. rights organization. I will say, I've but been PMI as a society. I've mm. been looking at the world, and sometimes they do call them that. Yeah, the international do. world. So, right. but so interchangeable. Acronym for it, she's right, is PRO. So, um, uh, so PROs are basically there, um, in the U in the United States, and they are all over the world as well. But they are there to collect money from um, customers, um so that they can take that money and transfer it on to the um, composers and songwriters. So- And publishers. And publishers, yes. So uh, performing rights societies were put into place so that they could have a place to regulate getting the composers and songwriters paid. So when a song or a composed um, instrumental that you have composed is played in public, this can be live performances, um, even in a club, a venue, it can be radio, restaurants, um, and anything performance uh, related that generates a royalty. So obviously television. I'm going to say too, when you say performance and live and recorded, like in a venue, like a coffee shop, you can have a live performance there with somebody playing guitar with a song. That's one thing. You can also have live music coming over the air. They collect for both of those. That's right. These if you are signed up with BMI, ASCAP, or CSAC, and I'm sorry if you're in the rest of the world, there's SOCAN for Canada, and there's uh, uh, PRS in the UK, GEMA. Uh, most countries only have one, right, Don? Most what? Most countries only have the one. Yes, that would be so. Now, uh, yes, Beth, all of the countries will have one performing rights society. Every country has one. However, in the US, we have actually four big ones now. And um, the US, uh, ASCAP and BMI are the largest performing rights societies in the world. Um, you'll find out later why that might be because if you are in a smaller country, you're gonna want to have your US royalties and sometimes your world royalties tracked by ASCAP or BMI. They've been around a long time. They've been doing this a long time. So some of these other smaller um, PROs in the other countries might not be set up to really track everything the way you're going to need your music track, especially if you're getting exposure through television, radio, or anything else. So does that make sense, Beth? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, when everybody knows who ASCAP and BMI are with no matter what country you're in. So um, 
it is an important thing um, for all of you. And I have just recently helped a songwriter. Um, she's from Sweden. She's always been with Sweden and STEM is her uh, performing rights society in Sweden. Um, she has just, now ASCAP is the default for any um, PRO in another country. Many because the STEM is going to collect, so each country has their own PRO and it's going to collect all of those royalties within their country. Anything that happens within their country at a coffee shop, on their own television shows, if it's aired, even if it's a show right. that started in another country on BBC or in the States or whatever, and it aired on their country, they're going to collect for those. But right. they're not, they're then can collect from other countries through other PROs. Most of the time that's going to be through ASCAP and BMI. Yes, I believe it is going to be Beth. Now, I don't know enough about the international PROs, but I know that there are some that are better at um, collecting throughout the world. Okay. In other words, they might say to their songwriter, hey, go ahead and sign up or, or in the U.S. it's going to be ASCAP, but we'll handle the rest of the world for you. Okay. So, so the, they're getting better. Yes, they, they are. There are some, um, there are also some who have been around a long time. So, but this is a whole other podcast. If you want to know about <laughs> the neighboring rights, is what it's called, right? I don't even know if we'll do that because I will tell you during this podcast. In fact, I should tell you right now. I just got to look through my notes. Sorry, so I'm, I'm making you jump all over your notes. I know. No, I got a plan plan and I'm just jumping in and that I get the right the countries listed. Because um, the, what she was saying was ASCAP is going to be the default if you have, uh, if you're signed up in Sweden or Japan or whatever country and you don't pick, you can pick BMI, CSAC, ASCAP for the, your US one. If you don't pick one, ASCAP will be the default. That's what she was yeah. saying when I so really interrupted her. And before I go and tell you um, the, the countries that um, have the PROs that are generating the most income. I'll tell you that in a second. I do want to say this works the other way with US PROs where we we don't even have a default. We just have whoever our PRO is, is collecting throughout the world for us. And we are not going to pick, we are not going to that, say in Italy, and we're, we're saying we're going to sign up here. Now, I'm not saying you can't. And for many not years- saying you shouldn't. No, many times over the years, I've seen some of our songwriters statements and it's like in some countries, they're doing, they're getting a lot going on. One, one country I've seen a lot in is Australia um, and, and also some other countries, uh, definitely Canada, but I'm not sure how that works with Canada and US. So I'm not sure. I, I believe, though, as a songwriter composer, you are allowed to sign up wherever you want. The only stipulation with that is you have to let your USPRO know that you are now with this um, PRO in the other country. We'll get into this more later, too. This creates a lot of more paperwork. Um, both PROs are very not always happy about you doing this because they want to know that you're not collecting from Australia from them and also double dipping and collecting from the Australia PRO directly. Right. And the if paperwork needs imagine, to be different. Yeah. If you can imagine BMI, I don't even know. It, it's close to a million members now and, and ASCAP. 100,000 members. Right. ASCAP may be over that 
or around the same. If you can imagine that many members and and the how you have to keep track of all of this. Now, they they should be able to take keep track of this, but I'm telling you that because because you just need to know that ahead of time going into it if that's going to be worth your time. Some songwriters and composers, I read every statement I get. I read whoever Brilliant. else's statements I can <laughs> when they come in because I like to pay attention to what's happening with the PROs. I see changes all the time. New things are coming in. What do you mean by in. changes, Don? On those statements from the PROs, some of the changes I'm beginning to see. Um, just recently, we had a Facebook um, payment there. It was over $100 for one of our songwriters, and I had no clue what that was. I went to the PRO. Guess what? They didn't know what it was either. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I know. They found so, out, right? I have no news for you, except that I went to the statement and saw, what? Where did this come from? So we're assuming it was probably something, some uh, page on Facebook that is actually has a deal with Pieros. Where maybe he, he's on a TV show. Yes. And that TV is. show is running clips or things with that right. music on it, featured right. or not. The other things we're seeing that are changing, um, Every quarter, every quarter, new things are happening. Um, new, um, new uh, channels, uh, digital, audio, visual channels are coming up and paying. Some of them, the rates are going up. Hulu has been getting better and better sure. with their payments. I haven't. I wonder why that is? Is I wonder. Did that happen after Disney did the whole Fox thing and now owns more of Hulu? It no. may have. Because so now that they own more, they might have to pay more. Right. And if, if they're paying themselves, it's kind of weird. It is a weird thing. <laughs> I'm going to have Beth explain that to you a little bit later, how the these uh, companies deal with the PROs and why this money is all coming in. She'll because, explain that. Because it's not when you get when you get a placement, they don't sit down and figure out, oh, we're going to pay that guy 15 cents. That's not how it works. No. So There's a formula, way. but it is based on so many things. Um, this is how they work. They, they do deals with each. So Beth, Beth will go over that a little bit. I'm going to go, oh, I was going to tell you about the countries. The countries, since we were talking about it, that generate the most income outside of the U.S. are England, and that would be PRS, France, which is S-A-C-E-M, SACEM. I'm not sure how to say that. Canada is SOCAN. Germany is Gemma. Um, Italy is S-I-A-E. Japan is Jazzrack. Australia, New Zealand is APRA. I mentioned them. We have seen some good um, uh, royalties coming out of there Australia, for television. Australia and New Zealand are the same? PRA? Yes. Yes. It does say that. Yeah. Spain is S-G-A-E and the Netherlands uh, B-U-M-A. Now, um, when I was at ABC Television, we actually had deals with um, companies in Australia and the Netherlands with our library who were um, we're using your library, using our library and generating it over there. So, so, so for you guys be, at ABC, that was not just replays of t of US shows; it was also they were using. Okay, we we let them distribute our library in the country so okay. that 
they they were helping generate more and this could have been why because abc knew that the the royalties over there pay really well so those are the ones the other thing i wanted to say was germany i was at a um production music association um convention a couple years ago and uh I was sitting next to somebody and they said, do you know those people? They're from Gamma in Germany. And it was this older couple. And apparently they have been running this PRO for years and years. And they said, they know everything about royalties and they've been doing it and they chase down things. They're really good. So that's probably why Germany is on this list. So as you can see, um, each, each country is going to be different with how this goes. So um, educating yourself and understanding which ones of these might be good. And then I would suggest if you do decide that you're generating a lot of income, radio play, whatever, there's two ways you can go. We have new companies coming up. Song Trust is one of those. And I know that one pretty well because I deal with it um, on a weekly basis with, with a songwriter that I work for. So um, I know that they are good at tracking royalties around the world. So they are different than your PRO. Your PRO has all your music registered there. They're doing all of this. The, these other companies coming up are actually going and signing you up, signing your songs up with each PRO in each country. So they are going the extra mile that the PRO does not do. And they are helping you generate more income. So they are actually doing what I just said you could do on your own. Now, uh, Don, if you go sign, so when you guys go sign up so for Song Trust for this artist that you do, yes. admin, do the Song Trust, because it's a big artist with a lot of, uh, he's got publishing deals and things, so he's got a lot of music. Is Song Trust working with the PRO, with your PRO, the yes. CMI, to, un, to make sure that they've got the everything registered right they're working on the right things they're telling them when they collect something it's kind of going back and forth yes song trust is actually unless we decide to do it they are actually talking to the pro and and registering for us okay even and that yes they are in communications and i will also say that with song trust you can put whatever you want there so say you have an album that you want to keep in the u.s but you know you have other albums you've worked with other people on and you just want to put those songs into song trust your deal is just whatever you decide to put in and it's a 15 percent um uh, off the top that they'll take yes so so let me just make sure that i got i have i got this worked out so i'm an artist and i've got 10 albums and i've got one that i'm getting some airplay on a tv show in say spain Mm -hmm. And I'm getting some airplay, you know, it's on a TV show, it's getting airplay, I'm doing really well there. I want to make sure and collect, um, make sure and collect my maximum, you know, and make sure everything's being taken care of in case people are doing it, and, you know, singing my song in clubs and, you know, doing covers and things in Spain. Because, you know, I don't know how my PRO is going to go get that. I know how they do it in the US. They actually go to each coffee shop and you know, make sure they have a license and everything, yes. but I don't know how that works with Spain. So I want to go sign up for, um, song trust. I can just take that one album if I want. Yes. Now let me say, <laughs> did I open a can of worms? No. Um, we, because I am with a big artist, we negotiated a deal. 
So please <laughs> check that out to be sure that you as an artist can also, if you're a smaller artist, if you your can individual also, ones, not all of them. But individual, yes, because, okay. um, you know, sometimes these companies have other deals with different people based right. on, and you would understand this, say it was Lady Gaga and Song Trust wants some of her songs. They're going to allow her to say, I'm going to give you this record and go the other right. way. With, I'm not saying this is right or wrong, but I do believe I do believe that we are right in assuming that you decide what you're going to put somewhere because as a songwriter, that is your right. Right. That and if you're, I mean, unless you're, unless you've got very specific issues because you've got, you know, you're really working and you've got so many different things going in so many different places, it might not even be an issue for you. You might want to just, just go get everything. I right. can't imagine that a lot of people wouldn't want them to if they're going to sign up for it. Sure. Because they're not taking, again, is Song Trust taking, so you got your PRO for the U.S. Most of your income's coming from the U.S., TV shows, uh, radio, yes. you know, all of that stuff. So your PRO is collecting that. Is yes. Song Trust collecting the U.S. anything? Yes. That yes. Everything so they are collecting, instead of the PRO, they are collecting for you and taking that 15%. Yes. So that that's where you need to think them think through and do a little bit of, uh, you know, a little bit of math. On Make sure it's worth your time. And worth your money. Right. And money. So because if they're not going to collect anything significant more than your PRO would, you might not want to sign up with them because they're taking 15% off the top. Or you may want to, if you have a good representative at your B, say it's BMI, you have a good representative and you and that, you and that rep talk it over, you might be able yourself to say, you know what, I'm getting some airplay in Australia. I want to go sign up there and see how this works. And which brings me to, to another thing I'm going to talk about, but I hadn't really, wasn't going to do it yet, but um, is your, your, when you sign up with a PRO, you have a term that you are with the PRO. You are signing a contract to be with them. So say you go to another country and, you know, I don't even know the terms on these other countries, but um, with BMI, I know that the last that I knew of, it was two years. And with ASCAP, Beth, I saw that it's only a year term. It's a year with ASCAP unless they yeah. changed it. And I believe BMI is two. And, now you, you can, and here's the thing, you can get out, but there's a window. So don't right. just think you can escape anytime you want. Right. So if you're going to do that, you have to understand how these terms are working. Say you go to Australia, you start a term, you may even sometimes want to wait to start your term until you know that your BMI is going to end or where you could get out of BMI. You would want your terms all to end about the same time in case you want to make changes, you can make them all at the same time. Let's go ahead and delve into that a little bit. Beth is going to have some nice things to say about this because we've done it before. Um, you Obviously, BMI and ASCAP are not going to keep you there. You sign a contract. They, that doesn't mean this is where you have to stay your entire life of being a musician. However, there are things that come into play when you do move around. And I'm dealing with this right now with another songwriter where we're trying to track who is taking care of this song that he has a portion of. And so these things can become a nightmare and you could lose royalties if you're not completely on it because, explain Beth. Are you talking about jumping from one PRO to the other, just signing up with a different PRO or actually moving I, the songs? 
No, yeah, I'm talking about even just moving because okay. there then then we have actually moving songs, which well, is not here. Easy. Here's the here's the kicker because Dawn works for somebody and part of her job is to make sure everybody's signed up the right place, all the right deals, all the right percentages go to the right. You know, and you got five songwriters on a song that might be a small song for this guy, um, small share. There's going to be three, four, five different PROs sometimes if they're in other countries. Mm -hmm. So if you're on top of all of that and you're making sure that when you finish a song and you walk out of a session, and this is what we always say, make sure you get your split sheets. Nobody ever wants to do it. You don't want to do it when you walk into a session. People say, because it, it just kills the mood, man. It's, you know, I want to be creative. Okay, great. Do you want to get paid? You know, do you want to get, ever get paid? Um, I saw a songwriter, big one, who was like, I don't like it. People start talking about split sheets at the beginning of a session. I just, it, it kills the buzz and it's just, you know, shut up, shut up. We'll deal with that later. We're all cool. And it's like, he, he didn't, and then somebody from, an, from uh, one of the PROs was talking and he was like, what, what? He had no idea that he was like missing out on all this money because he's also being all chill. And it's like, you know, that's great. You want to be an artist and be chill? Great. Do you also want to continue to be an artist and make money? You got to do the paperwork. Okay. You don't have to do it at the beginning of a session, but when you're writing or recording something, make sure at the end, you get all those split sheets, you get all the paperwork done. So you know, who's getting what step one, that was step one. Step two, you have to go register it. It doesn't just automatically happen. Don't assume somebody else is going to register it for you. They're not, unless you have an admin, somebody like Don or I working for you, where you give us the split sheets, give us the information and we go do it for you. If you don't have somebody doing that, I mean, it can be your, your cousin if you want, but if, you, if you're not doing it, you need to get somebody to do it for you. That's step one. So when that happens, you're assuming that that happens when you write the song before it gets on the radio, before it gets, you know, a licensing deal to be in a movie. That doesn't, I'm learning more and more, it doesn't always happen. And these are big artists I'm talking about. These big artists are getting things placed in films and the, the company's like, we're going to release the movie and who's getting what now? And they still don't know because it's not. So if you're doing that kind of not doing your paperwork and keeping up with it, and then you move to another PRO, when did you write the song? When did you, it's all going to depend. There's all these things that can say like, well, you wrote that song in January, but then in June, you switched from BMI to CSAC. Did you register that with BMI? Did you who, you know, you're all confused because you don't know. And those are the things that Dawn gets into the middle of in her life where she has her regular job because people can't remember what they did. They can't remember what they, you know. So that's the first instance where if you're not keeping up with your paperwork and then you move from one uh, PRO to the other one, you should know what you've already registered there and keep it there if you want to. We'll get into that in a second. And then make sure everything else is up to date and registered with a new one. It's when you're not sure where things are registered and other people, sometimes if you're doing co-writes and you got 5% of a song, somebody else is registering it for you and they go, well, you were with BMI. You forgot to tell them you moved to CSAC. You got problems because you may never yes. get paid for that. It can get lost in the system. Sometimes you're going to get double paid and sometimes you're not going to get paid at all. Right? right? Yes. So this is a very good, uh, Beth, I'm going to jump in here as to what you just said, because I have an, an account at ASCAP and BMI as a songwriter. I have a set of songs from my band, Almost Ugly, at ASCAP. 
I have, I moved from ASCAP to VMI. I left those songs there because there were cue sheets involved with those. Um, not all of them, but some of them. And I left those songs at ASCAP because I had already had them on some TV shows and they were paying me. And you weren't, you weren't really, you weren't really pushing those songs anymore. I wasn't pushing those songs anymore, but I probably will be in the next few months. Um, I will put them in my catalog. But at that point it was, it made more sense to leave them. And it does, but here's what I need to know. And even I who work in the business have to think about this with my own, um, um, my own songs and my own catalogs. Now, now I'm at VMI. I co-write sometimes with some people that are getting some placements on television. And so I have songs that are generating money at BMI and ASCAP now. Now, when I, if I was to go to place a song or do something with someone, it would be very important for me to explain to that music supervisor or whoever, I actually have two accounts, ASCAP and BMI. And I have catalog in both places. And to tell them this song that we're pitching to you is with BMI, because I want to be sure that they get that correct. Because they can also go look up, you can go look up songwriters and different songs at, see if it's at ASCAP, BMI, CSAC, you can go on their, right. on their websites and you can look things up. So if somebody were to look up Dawn, say she's pitching a song that she's registered at BMI, and they get a miscommunication or something and they don't know which PRO she's with and they go first to ASCAP to look it up and they see Dawn Wizner Johnson. Oh, she's with ASCAP. I see her right here. She's songwriter. And they can also see my co-writer there. Right. And the co-writer for the same song. And they go, oh, she must not have registered it here. And I don't know if they would register it for you, but they might just put, assume you're going to register it later and put ASCAP for you because you used to be an ASCAP songwriter. Exactly. So you want, that's why you need to make sure, especially if you've been with one and you're with another, you are always communicating well where you are right now. Right. And have things registered correctly at the time before you get into the contracts and things. Because imagine this, a music supervisor gets a catalog of mine. They see three songs, they see six songs and four of them say ASCAP. Two of them say BMI. They prop. They could even assume that's a mistake. <laughs> and people do that. Right. They may not have even seen the other song or they saw the ASCAP song. They went on to the BMI song and they said, oh, we like this one. So I saw she was with ASCAP. Let me go look her up. Here's her IPI. So I'm not saying this will always happen, but I'm giving you an example so that you understand why it's so important. And I'm, if I could talk to my songwriter I'm dealing with now, he has been with many in fact, some on all over the world. <laughs> it's all of so them. It, seems like it's been it's been hard. I'm on it because I am a publishing administrator, so I know that I have to track everything and make sure the song is actually that. But n- many people don't do that in our business, so that's why we bring that up. So I interrupted you, Beth. Were you that's still? Right. So let's say you do want you decide to move because you know whatever. We moved a bunch of our songwriters from ASCAP to BMI. We had a tiff with B- with ASCAP over some changes in their formula, which Don will go into a little bit later. And we were yeah. not happy about it. And we went through months and months of back and forth. And we happened to all be in a period. And I, I'm trying to understand, was everybody's 
time up or did they because we had like six different songwriters and they couldn't have all had the because what happens is you sign up for ASCAP and I think ASCAP's term is a year and then you have a three month I think it is period when you can say I would like to leave and move to I'm going to go to BMI or CSAC or whichever um there uh I believe yeah go ahead keep going um, I don't remember Sorry. if all the songwriters are in this, but we had some backup from a network that was helping us. So I think they might've given us a little bit of leeway in that. I, uh, ASCAP gave us an out on a couple of those, one of those, yeah, songs. those song, songwriters, early, right? I think that's true. Early. But yeah. we decided we wanted to move the songs because these were all songs that were in tele, that were in a cat, uh, network, uh, network uh, catalog library. Uh, that uh, was being, they were all being used a lot. And everybody's um, everybody's income had gone down by about seventy five percent. Let's say that again. Their income had gone down by about seventy five percent, and it was a shock to everyone's. System. Their income from their performing rights from, organization, from yeah, their performances that were being played on television, and they knew what they were getting before because a lot of these songs are used over and over, and then reruns, so they know what they to expect. And when you open up your check or you get a notification, and it's you know twenty five percent you're gonna get a little bit concerned because you can't pay your rent. So we were so ticked off. We wanted to not only move all the songwriters over, we wanted to also move all of the songs over to BMI. Now, because these songs, this was a unique situation, I'm giving a lot of detail on this, but you might learn something in here. These songs were written for a library. So the library owned the publishing and the songwriters still owned their songwriting. So the, the publishing follows the songwriter. So if you're with, if you're with ASCAP, and Don's going to go into this later, she'll tell you how the publishing works. If you're your own publisher, or maybe if you're somebody else, you know, you're working with somebody else like a library that's take, taking your publishing. The, the network was working with us very graciously. And so the publishing was going to move as well on these songs. So we wanted to take the songs. Everybody we talked to, including the network said, you probably don't want to do that. Please don't move your stuff. It gets to be a mess and you're going to lose some stuff. But we were so ticked off. We were like, we're not leaving our stuff here. Mm -hmm. So everybody, and they were in a window. Do you want me to talk about blanket licenses and stuff now, Donna? Sure, yeah, go ahead now. So yeah. because this was a network library, it was one of the, one of the big four networks. Um, network libraries and, uh, or networks and other, uh, PBS and, well, maybe not PBS, they might get their music for free, huh? CNN, uh, Fox I, News. I actually know, know about PBS. I'll tell them later. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, and I just can't think of any networks right now. Um, right. so TBS and, you know, TBS. whoever owns TBS, yeah. they're going, Discovery Channel, they've got their own. FX, yes. FX. They're going to have, they're going to need music. So if they want to use they're not gonna know in advance exactly what music they want to use. They might have their own library, but they also might want to use the Beatles song on something or you know, Rolling Stones or you know, the new, new Ed Sheeran song if they're doing a TV show, they might wanna use that. Now, th what they're gonna get is a blanket license from the PRO. So they're gonna go to each PRO every, they have a, a term, it's probably a, you know, negotiated three years, I'm guessing, would probably be about normal two to three years. Each network, so say CBS, is going to go to BMI, and they are going to negotiate. And BMI is going to say, we want this much money, and CBS is going to, you know, they're going to say, this is what our ad revenue is, this is what our income is, 
and they're going to negotiate a percentage per year, usually of the ad revenue, I think it is. They will need a license, a blanket license with every single PRO, because sometimes there's a song that has three different songwriters on it from three different PROs. So we moved the, the songs and we, some of the songwriters actually lost an income because of that, because some of the, the cue sheets didn't follow. Mm. So they, ASCAP was still maybe getting, you know, the credit for those songs, but they were not paying it out because those songs weren't there anymore. Now, I think in the long run, everybody did better by moving the songs as far as yes. income goes. But there I were some instances where there were some things that were lost. So right. normally, if you are moving your PRO, they are going to try tooth and nail to not get you to move your catalog. And my suggestion for the most part would be not to move it. Unless there is a very specific reason like we had that you know this is getting used and it's, you know, they sunk me with their new uh, formula and I can't afford this. Right. Most of the time, you're going to want to leave your songs there. Yes. So you're kind of stuck with your PRO usually at some point for the rest of your life. So choose wisely, my friend. Um, you mentioned uh, PBS, and I, I found that while I was doing research this week. Um, they actually ha do have a deal um, from 2018 to 2022. Oh. Um, they, they did a deal for PBS because they wanted people to get paid. So um, Because you know, before that, were they not getting paid? Well, that I don't know, but it did what I saw said that the royalty board, the copyright royalty board to cover the use of the PBS music made them go into this deal. Are they nonprofit? I think they are. PBS? Yes. Uh, don't get me started on PBS. Uh -oh, don't get her started. Never. Oh, never if my mind. kids were here, they would look at you and go, shut up. Okay. I never have issues with, with people making money off of, off of PBS. Yeah, they're nonprofit. Well, obviously, made money on a big purple dinosaur. Obviously, they have money because I'm going to tell you what I read. Yes, they have money. Right board said that they have to pay from 2018 to 2022. This is in effect. Um, it's, it's a three-year license. It says for the use of a song in a program, $118 for a feature performance. Um, $59. Does it doesn't matter on length. No. Okay. Go, I'm sorry. It does. $35 per minute for a concert feature. So when you see a cons concert. The LA Phil. Right, $59 per theme, which is, these are, these are very small, but it is money. Um, $24 per theme. And oh, the, the themes are single program. Or first. If you have a theme for one program that's airing one time, yeah. it's not a, it's not a, uh, it's not the recurring shows. Yes. Okay. And PBS and the Copyright Board uh, accepted a confidential settlement agreement between oh. ASCAP, BMI, and CSAC <laughs> as to the royalty okay. rate. Okay. okay. I just, I gotta, I gotta, I'm sorry, but I gotta jump in here. So you have, you have, you have BMI and ASCAP, which are nonprofit organizations. Yes. You have PBS, which is public broadcasting system, which yes. is taxpayer funded for, you know, and, and they're, they're nonprofit as well. And you have the CRC, was it CRM? Copyright the royalty board. That is three judges from the federal government. 
and they have a confidentiality agreement. Yes, they do. Hello. <laughs> if you ever wanted to know how to vote, vote anybody else. That's all I'm ever going to say. Just vote anybody else. I don't care who it is. Anybody who's never been in office. That's my. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, these, this is how oh things gosh. go. This is how this things go. This, this was in 2018. Yes. Okay. But they did share some information. Yeah, they gave us some. So, okay. Which, which leads me to believe that PBS up till now wasn't paying anything. Uh, yes. I bet they were trying to use a whole fair use. We're an educational television show, you know, right. network. Okay. But that doesn't mean you get to not pay people, but okay. So I think, did we, did we cover that Beth for blanket and the deals and stuff? I think. I think so. There's a lot of blanket licenses out there. It's not just PROs with a network. There are blanket licenses for a lot of different things. And there's a brand new one because of the MMA. Um, we'll get into that another time. Um, so when you hear blanket license, don't think it's just for PROs with networks and things. There are several blanket licenses and there's compulsory blanket licenses as well. If you, you have, you know, if you sign up with a PRO, you're basically, it's kind of a compulsory thing the license compulsory meaning you don't really have a choice in it right um because that's one of the reasons i believe gmr grm gmr gmr the newest <laughs> the newest pro which is an invite only um and it's some of the big boys launched in 2013 they have 46,000 or more songs by now they're because they're bad. basically getting it's when when the spotify things i don't know if you remember with uh What's her name that pulled 1989? What's her name? What's her name? Went right on my head. Oh, Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift pulled her music, right? Right. Yeah. And then at one point, and uh, she was trying to pull it from the from Spotify. And then at one point, all Sony pulled all their music from ASCAP. Mm -hmm. They were like, if you're doing that blanket license with that, you know, that digital. It, when digital started coming in, people started getting pissy because the numbers were so low. And these companies, these PROs, two of whom are nonprofit, were making deals that nobody was liking. So people started pulling their music, you know, huge catalog. Sony is a, that was like probably a third of the music at ASCAP. Mm -hmm. And so G, GMR, you know, went off and, and pulled some of their stuff and they've got their own going. And I think you're going to start seeing that kind of thing happen more and more because these blanket licenses they're just the way that things have to work in order for the business to continue to work. Mm -hmm. So you, you know, I'm of two minds of it because I want an artist to be able to negotiate on their own, but then that, you know, you've got 500 plus television shows going right now, uh, non that are scripted TV shows going right now. That doesn't yeah. include radio cafes think that you have yeah. to have some blanket licenses. You do. Uh, and if you are an artist, it's, it's going to, work in your favor if you are prolific you can write songs you can get things placed we are in an age where content is all over the place there's so much of it everybody's looking for music and so if you have heard any of the music supervisors talking you, you can you can talk to music supervisors for a year and still go back and have more so the music supervision job is becoming they need more and more of those, number one, in, in content as well as music. So 
what Beth was just saying is, you know, you can spend a lot of time chasing your money or you can go into a PRO, write a bunch of songs, co-write with people, make a catalog, go start pitching your music somewhere, you know, and you'll make money that way, especially right now in our climate. And we've said this a lot as an independent musician, you may have to change your focus many times over the life of being a musician. Um, Beth and I have been around for a while. I was in a band in the 80s, a techno band, Crumbacher. So I have been doing it for how many decades? And every decade, things have changed. Every, with- every artist, major or minor, or just starting out, they're constantly yeah. having to change how they, how they right. make money and how they do things. Right. So the nature so- of the beast. So right now we have- you, you have to be of the PRO. You can't, yes. I mean, you can choose not to be, but you're not gonna ever collect no. any money. Yeah. So speaking of that, let's figure out how you decide and, and how you get to be with a PRO. You, um, and many of you may ever may already be with one, but we're, I'm just gonna tell you, look, um, if I were you, I would uh, go on some blogs, go, go, um, go, uh, listen to some composers, look at some comments and see what those guys are saying about how these PROs pay. Um, there's songwriter groups you can get involved in. There's lots of ways that you can figure out, Hey, this might be the best fit for me, you know, whatever. So I'm not going to give you all of that right now. I'm just telling you that those are ways that you can do it. We may get into that another time. So you can only be a writer member, a current writer member of one PRO at a time. Um, in the United States, <laughs> as I said earlier. I'm glad right. I told you that earlier. So yeah, you understand. You can only have one USPRO. Right. So the big ones that you can choose between are ASCAP and BMI. CSAC is by invitation only. Um, if anybody wants me to explain that real quick, I'm going to. If you've had placements on television, even a few or one, <laughs> and you are an artist pursuing something, CSAC is going to want to give you a look. But um, also CSAC's focus is more on songwriters. Yes. Um, not on, when I say songwriters, I mean songwriters who write songs to get placed on other people's records, to have other people right. record them. That's kind of CSAC's focus. They're not as focused on television as the other PROs. Right. So keep that so, in mind. Even they they're becoming more so, but... Right. You might think that you might get more personal attention there. Um, Here's another way that BMI and ASCAP both have reps. I believe that they've ramped that up in the past few years, maybe the past decade, because it's easy to find somebody who will hold your hand and take you through things. Um, BMI and ASCAP might not like me telling you that, but if you are someone who is pursuing something and you're doing it with everything you've got, those PROs are interested in talking to you. You, The VP might not be interested in you, but- But they wanna keep you around. They do wanna keep you around. You might be somebody who's gonna keep going in the industry. And some of, some of these guys, their whole job is to connect songwriters and you know get, get things going so that they can get more content coming in. And that's really the focus of what they do. So. It's easy to find those guys. It's easy, you know, to be a bit persistent with them and let them know, hey, I'm serious about this. I've done my homework. I'm I'm going to be getting placements. I've already got one or, you know, I know people who have. So, so do your homework on figuring out which one you want to go with. Now I'm going to tell you now, 
I'll tell you later which one I would um, probably tell you to go with at this point. Um, so ASCAP is a nonprofit. It was launched in 1914. Right there, they say they have 700,000 members. There may be more than that, but um, to join as a writer, it's a $50 application fee, at least it was last time I looked. And to join as a publisher, it's a $50 application fee. I will go over publisher and writer in a minute. I'm gonna tell you with BMI, they are also a nonprofit. They launched in 1939. They now say they have 800,000 members. They may have more members now than ASCAP. And Beth just told you a little story, which may lead you to believe as to why more. And yes. but consider uh, ASCAP is the default. It is the default they were first I know so it seems like they would have more but um so with BMI to become a writer it is free but if you want to sign up as a publisher with them it's $150 for an individually self-published songwriter if you are an LLC um it's $250 through through BMI to set up your publishing um so it's, free, it's free as a songwriter it is free as a songwriter. But I thought BMI was one that if you didn't sign they up are. as a publisher. Oh, okay, you're not there yet. Okay. I'm not so there yet. You don't do have to be. But I'll give you some recommendations on that. So okay. CSAC is what we just discussed, for-profit. Um, I think recently I saw maybe thirty to 40,000 members. They launched in 1930. So all of these have been around for decades. Um, CSAC, as Beth mentioned, a little bit more maybe artist friendly, but also um, songwriter. I, I know Nash, Nashville has a big thriving- big in Nashville, right. That community, um, they work with- And CSAC is for profit. Yeah, they are. BMI and ASCAP are for not for profit. Don't get me started. <laughs> She's gonna go, okay. Now, what I said earlier, you must be invited or accepted. It's not hard to get an invite if you're in the industry and you're working. If you're just starting out, you've only written an album and you haven't really done much with it, I wouldn't go to CSAC. And I don't even know if I'd go to CSAC at all, unless you know. Um, unless you're gonna specifically be a songwriter, just songwriter and you're not focusing that much on placements, you're focusing on, because CSAC, one of the things that I know CSAC is really good at is, you know, they're, they're pushing their songs, their songwriters songs. Right. Trying to get them placed and things. And I was gonna say. That way. If Nashville is a place where you have a lot of friends or you want to aspire to live so that you can get into that world, I mean, you know, CSAC's there. They might, they, they have a thriving community there. I know they do, um, as do the others. But I'm just pointing out that that's one of their specialties. So back to BMI and ASCAP, we told you about the songs. I believe um that this is true. I haven't checked it lately, um, but I still believe that BMI is paying quite a bit more for songs that are placed on television. So I'm going to give you my suggestion is to go to BMI um, if you are starting out and you don't have um, a PRO yet. If you and think we don't, we don't know really as much about uh, digital radio, all that yeah. kind of thing. The differences in payment, right? No, not yet. Not yet. Um, we're going to be seeing wants to share some of their information please please get in contact yeah. with us because we're always um, looking for info let me tell you that um some of the places where i get information i'm just going to give them a plug um is uh ta the the twins brayback the twins. brothers yeah the twins are brothers 
Huh? Are they twins? I, I thought they were. Oh, are they just brothers? I don't know. No. Anyway, um, their book has been around for decades, I believe, but it's updated. I maybe yearly. And so um, it's a great resource to go to. They do put in a lot of formulas and even they'll, they'll tell you kind of what people are paying for certain things. It's hard to follow this right now because everything's changing and all these new companies are coming in and they're not always, um, they don't always let you know what their formulas are. Yeah. Cause you're, you're going, you're talking about the book and then you're saying they, 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 the books, the book okay. is, what's the name of the book? The name of the book is music, money, and success. And the name of the author, authors. Uh, Jeff and Todd Brabeck. B -R -A. I, will the, I will put the link in there in the, uh, I'm sorry, I stepped on you spelling their name. I, I will put the link in there and for YouTube. What's the uh, spelling, Don? B-R-A-B-E-C. Okay. Um, these guys worked for ASCAP for many years. And when I say worked, my goodness, they've done a lot in the industry. So they Lawyers just, and they just really know what they're doing. Now, I read a really good review of this book by somebody who's been in the industry for decades. And he said, this is a great book. I recommend that you buy it if you've been in the industry for a while. And I kind True. of stopped and I started reading his, his, because it's not a book that you're not going to read a book on how to do, how to work in music. It's a resource book. So it yes. will have a, a chapter on publishing and it will have little breakout paragraphs on BMI, this, this type of license, that type of license. And they update it. I don't know how often they update it every year or two, probably. Mm -hmm. And um, so it's, if you kn already know a lot about the music industry, this is a touchstone for like, we go to it constantly for shoot. What was that? How did that work again? And you go back and you look it up and you get the very plain English, well-explained, you know, what this type of license is. There's other resources out there. If you're newer to the music industry that you can start with. That would um, be true. And we will add a couple of those books in the. I agree, Beth. This book, when you, if you get it in the mail, why not? Why not just hold it up? I want to show people how big it is. <laughs> it is a great resource, and it's not cheap. Um, I think it's probably forty dollars or something like that, but it's definitely worth it. Um, yeah. Not saying don't buy it if you're new no, to the industry, but, but don't make that your first book. Your that's a good. That's a good thing. I, Beth, and I probably understand most of what they're talking about in there, but it might just so many terms and different things but and it's uh, not going to walk you through exactly how the music industry works very true but because i use that i wanted to give them a shout out it is a great book for especially for for people that do know the terms and things and right. haven't heard of that book it's yeah it's an awesome right. book we hope you have gotten a lot of information from this podcast on pros we've done two of them and uh, we did that because it was such a big subject we will re address this and come back with hopefully somebody from ASCAP and BMI, maybe CSAC, um, to get a little more in-depth. If you have any other questions, you can leave us a comment, or you can go to our website, amatterofmusic.com, and you can uh, sign up there and send us a question. We'll try to get back to you, or we'll do a podcast on it. So please give us, um, you know, anything that, uh, any specific questions that you have, and don't forget to like and subscribe, please, and we hope you have a good one. Thank you.